Welcome to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. This show is your one-stop shop for all things health, fitness, and nutrition, and is brought to you by the team at Pulse Fitness. You can learn more about how the team at Pulse Fitness is helping people live stronger, longer lives by going to pulse.fitness slash podcast. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Zach. I'm here with Tati, my body, and the nicknameless so far, Mr. Jordan Hopple. What's up, guys? Not a lot. How are we doing today? Doing well. On this wonderful Thursday. Doing great. We rec- we typically record our podcast episodes on Thursdays. So Tatiana wanted to do a five-minute Friday thing at one point in time. Five-minute fact Friday. And I got very good feedback on it, but it never. So you want to get in here never. on Fridays yeah. and Thursdays? No, I just think that we should record one. When we get done with our main one, hurry up and record one for Friday. It's five minutes and you upload it Friday. Ah, so we bank them. We what? We bank them a little bit. Yeah. I see. I see. I like I like it. Maybe we could try that after today. You got a good topic? Five minute. I could think of one. Okay. But uh, I probably won't. But I probably won't. So we still need some nickname suggestions for Jordan. I like hop on it. I'm just going to say I like hop on it. Jordan Hopple. I think so. My clients mentioned the other day because they asked if he has a nickname yet. Uh And I said no. But in the last episode, we told people to suggest. So I think we should leave it up to the clients because they said they're going to do some brainstorming. Did you have any nicknames growing up? I (sighs) Jojo. It was. Well, that's that's. That Uncle Jojo is what my like niece and nephew. Well, nephew doesn't really call me that yet. He will though, probably. But my niece, that's that's my nickname to her. Jojo. But Uncle Jo that's it's kinda like it's kinda too cutesy for a gym. Yeah. It was always either like Hopple or when I was really young, it was Jordy. But that's I don't can, like either one of those. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll leave it up to the members. That sounds good to me. Okay. All right. Tatiana, have you heard anything? Or is there anything floating around out no, there? No, they said they need to listen to the episodes to feel them out. And I said that that's appropriate. Gotcha. Maybe Dr. Hopple. You know? I'll, that's great. That's great. If He's you like, get your doctorates, that. I'll call you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to call Magic Mike Dr. Mike all the time. Like a new member would come in and they, it would be their first training session. I'd be like, okay, you're with Dr. Mike today. I don't know. I don't know what they thought. Like, Treat him completely different. Maybe you know because that's maybe. how people do it. Yeah. Doctors, yeah, they're totally like, oh man, this guy's this guy's got it going on. Yeah, they're gonna listen a little close to what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but uh, we kind of beat up on doctors last week. With I don't our, think we beat up on them. You don't think so? No, because I think I talked to a client about it today, and they like know people in their lives who like completely stop working out because they're so afraid because of what their doctor says. And most of my clients have some kind of, you know, whether they've been through PTE or they're going through it now, like they've had some kind of like ailment, if you want to call it that. And they're all like, you have to keep moving and you do what you can do. So, I mean, a lot of my clients understood it and knew what we were trying to say when we talked about it. They haven't listened to it yet, but we had like ended up talking about it today. And I think, you know, you don't really get it until then you do it. Because most of my clients are like, we've worked out through these issues and I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. And I don't think like it's a diss on doctors. It's just that that's not what they're taught to. 
Well, we have on. we have numerous members that are doctors, mm-hmm. and they're all. I mean, they deal with some stuff themselves, and they come in and they work around it. So it's not, you know, we're not beating up on on them because they get it, they understand. So mm-hmm. you know, but it's interesting because we have one one doctor that is a member that had a like a wrist issue and went to his doctor to be like, Hey, what's going, you know, check my wrist out. And they were like, Hey, yeah, you need not do anything with your, (laughs) you need not do anything with your wrist. It's just interesting, you know? And it's like, anyway, we won't, you know, that's not the topic for today. We got sidetracked sidetracked last week. We were going to talk about nutrition and then we ended up talking about doctors. So, Let's dive into nutrition. We've obviously done several podcast episodes on different diets, different nutrition. I mean, we did like a three-part series on macronutrients, micronutrients, meal planning. I mean, we've talked about a lot of things on here, but we kind of wanted to talk about our different approaches that we think are effective with clients. Um, We each have like our own little style around it, kind of the same base principles. But one of the things that came up just in conversation was the all or nothing mindset, which we've talked about a lot on previous episodes where members just try to make this drastic change overnight. And it's like, you know, you hear it all the time on Monday, I'm starting my diet. And then they just go from zero to a hundred. And then a hundred to zero pretty quick. And they really overcomplicate it. Right. Like completely. Like I know that sounds bad because like nutrition is the hardest component for most people. I have a few clients that it's not a thing that they struggle with, but most clients that's like their barrier. So like I do say, yeah, nutrition is the hardest part, but it's because we overcomplicate it. Like it really is simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. Well, I think a lot of times too, like people come in here for a workout program, like they want to start training and they don't want to have to think about it. We hear that all the time. I just want to come in. I don't want to have to think about it. I just want to be told what to do, coach through my training session, do the work and then leave. And when it comes to nutrition, unless you're wealthy enough to hire a personal chef and have them come and cook every single meal for you. It's not that easy, right? I mean, we can give everybody the plan, but they have to do the work themselves. Even a meal plan, like you have to put effort into that. Like we can't like go to the store for you and then feed you. And it's kind of like people want us to do that. They want us to (laughs) go to the store for them, buy it, cook it for it for them, prepare it, and then all they have to do is eat it. And make chicken taste like in and out. (laughs) Yeah. It's not gonna. It's not it's not gonna. Right. So I guess the starting place for kind of our conversation here is what do you guys suggest? Like where do people start when it comes to diet and nutrition? You have to know what they're doing first. You have to figure out what does your baseline nutrition look like now? Like what's something that's very consistent? What are the consistent things in it? Once you get a picture, once they give you an idea, you can say, okay, maybe in my head, kind of rank the things that are most detrimental in my head. So for most people, 
I'm sure you guys have found this too, like sugar, right? Hot sodas and sugar is in everything, right? So eliminating that stuff, eliminating if they have like inflammation issues, right? If they're having, and that's, you know, kind of a word that is being tossed around like a lot, right? It's a buzzword, yeah. but you know, inflammation, like for example, my dad was working out at a place years ago. They said, he was saying, hey, my, I've had knee problems for a while. They said, well, maybe you should, maybe you should take out dairy. Just take it out and see what happens. You know, he took it out. No, no more knee pain in the same manner that he did. So, you know, there's something there. It was one small change that he made and he, you know, he got an effect from it. Do we, do I do, I essentially try to take things out first unless somebody is like, kind of has that warrior mentality, like I'm going to go in guns blaze and we're going to get this done. If they're comfortable with that, they've done that before. Let's do it. But for most people, nutrition, like you said, they overcomplicate it. It's hard for them. There's cravings. There's this, there's that. They, they feel like they need, they can't part with certain foods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So kind of taking a baby step, step approach and go, okay, well, you know, if you can, Hey, take the bun off your burger. Take, um, maybe we have, maybe we cut out the pasta. Maybe we just kind of focus on vegetables and meat. Maybe we, you know, can take things out first. That way they kind of, it's not such a drastic change for them. It's something that they've like consistently been doing just with small changes out. Because for me, it comes down to hormones and neurotransmitters, right? So how you feel mentally throughout the day, right? That's all neurotransmitter based, right? So if you're, you know, have a high, sugar carbohydrate meal in the morning well there's a reason why you might feel foggy at a point in time and feel like you're going to kind of crash at a point and there's a reason why if you have more of a more fat and more protein base in the morning you might not feel that way now that doesn't mean that that works for everybody but there's a reason why your brain operates a certain way why you have certain kinds of energy levels at certain times of the day right so it all plays in and you just have to feel that out with people and it's a, it's an ongoing approach right and so yeah. i think getting the point across to people that like if we can go to pretty cool places like you can see like really good results if you're willing to be patient with this and you're willing to like really stick with things and try things so so, so your approach is hey let's just let's not necessarily worry about changing the everything the, the food that you're eating let's not focus on carbs and fats and and protein or you know your breakfast needs to be this or needs to be that mm-hmm. let's just figure out what it is you're eating and then take a couple things away from that that are causing like a negative impact and start there yeah start there and then if they're they can get comfortable with that then and they start to see change with that like because that's the biggest thing is people want to see change like pretty quickly right oh yeah you know and i think with a lot of people you're gonna whether regardless of like what you do or don't do your chances are you're going to be taking out certain foods right and they're probably going to be like the sugar-packed foods like right no person's going to be like yeah why don't you keep the danishes and pastries for breakfast you know, I support it. <laughs> yeah, like nobody's <laughs> going to say that unless keep them in there. Uh, unless it's you're trying to be, you know, trying to put on weight or something. Yeah. You know? So it, there's going to be a process of deletion with any approach, and sure. I just think that kind of just being creative with it and talking to the person. That's well, I think my it's like yeah. important that you know, like starting with where they're at and then getting into like the more specifics. Because like for me, like I'll dive into kind of my philosophy with it all. Like for me, most people like aren't ready to count macros. I do have some people who are, but it's because they've gone through the whole, they understand what foods they're eating. Their foods are quality foods. They're, they know what they're doing. So then they can start doing the macro tracking. Like 
Jordan was mentioning what carbs do to your body, what fats do to your body, what protein does your body in terms of your energy, your performance. So I think that even though that stuff is important and people do want to feel better, trying to like tackle that on top of taking things out and adding things in and changing everything, it's just so much. So I think it's important that you do start with where you're at. And for me, I've talked about it on a few past episodes, but I do have people log their food for me because the abstract talk, like, tell me your day, talk me through your day. It's never accurate. Yeah, so I'm like, right. log, if you can't log for one day, that's because either A, what you're telling me is not true, or B, you're literally not giving any thought to your food. So if you can't give any thought to your food, I could walk you through a plan of what we need to do, but you're not going to execute it. Right. So it's like, log your food. Take a picture even. Yeah. I have my clients do like a week of it. If like, if you can give me a week of it, like log it, I want to know what you're eating. And then from there, I kind of have the same philosophy as Jordan is start with where they're at. So for me, I'm big on, okay, you know what? Let's not worry about taking stuff out yet. But let's talk about maybe some areas that we can improve, maybe adding in vegetables here or adding in this food here instead. Just because for me, I run into a lot, like I work with a lot of females. Females are big under eaters. So Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to take your stuff away yet because I want you to get used to eating enough calories. And when you are putting in those healthy foods first, you usually aren't hungry for the other foods. You're not going to be eating like the other crap typically. But I also notice a lot of people have a hard time with being told they can't have something. And I say this because I am one of those people. If you tell me I can't have cookies and y'all know I love cookies, I will go crazy. I go to crumble. I love crumble. I'm supporting them. That's an ad. Hashtag ad. Hashtag sponsored. No, but like most people when they're told they can't have something, it's like this instant, well, I want it now. Yeah. Or I'm going to do it. But you do have those people who respond well to saying, hey, don't put this in your diet. But so I find adding kind of turns into elimination without being so obvious about it. That's a good point. So, but it's, it depends on the person. This really interesting, right? Because you guys are both coming at it from the like opposite direction where mm-hmm. Jordan's saying like, Hey, let's eliminate these things. Yeah. Tatiana's saying, let's not worry about eliminating things. Let's add these things in. And then I'm like right in between you guys where my approach is, Hey, let's replace. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I want to add and I want to remove at the same time. Yeah. But like you, like you both said, like there's challenges with that approach too, because then that becomes more of a complex mm-hmm. A plan. People overthink it. They're like, they well, I can't it. take this and then put this in. Or like, what do I put in for yeah. this? And it's like, oh, but, okay. but you both made really awesome points in different ways, which was the things that you do at the beginning of your day are going to impact how you, you eat, how you, your body feels later in the day. And when people typically come in for like their initial consultation, um, they'll tell me like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't really eat until like dinner time. That's so common. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the reason for that? Or I'll ask them, you know, and they go, oh, I, I do intermittent fasting. And I'm like, okay, why do you do intermittent fasting? And th- they do it because, and I call it the lazy person's diet. I think I've said that before on this podcast. I'm not against it. I think that there's a lot of health benefits to it. But people do it for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And then they get to dinner time and they just binge eat because their body has been starved throughout the day. And so they just are trying to get as many calories and they're craving all the bad things. And so it's like, hey, 
if we can make these small changes at the beginning of your day, it's going to impact the middle of your day. And if we can make these small changes in the middle of the day, it's going to impact the end of your day. And pretty soon we're making making better choices. But you guys are you guys. And it's all like small. It's like it's like yeah. literally breaking down. If you if you break down your day like that, like I have some clients, it's like, and we've talked about this too. If lunches are your hard part, that's what you focus on. And maybe that's something you are adding. Or maybe you get rid of going out to eat and you add, I'm going to order from a meal prep service, which is kind of like what all of us are saying all in one. So I think it's really just small changes at a time. And like from my experience, when I have someone come to me and they log their food and their diet is a mess in terms of like no consistency, not eating enough, going out to eat a lot, those kinds of things, I just meet them with where they're at. Like, if you're still a month from now eating out five times a week and you used to be eating 10 times a week or eating out 10 times a week, I'll meet you there. You know, like I just think too many people try to do too much at once or they're hearing from colleagues or whatever else that this is what they need to do. Yeah. So they're trying to do gluten-free and intermittent fasting and dairy-free. And then they're trying to cut their calories down to 800 calories a day and like just all yeah. this crazy stuff because they're hearing about it. And it's like, it's, it's very, very small steps. Is there's so much bad information out there. It's incredible. I would say most most of the information that you're seeing, it's all kind of clickbaity weird stuff, right? So, I mean, I've had people go on kind of like, I wouldn't call it crash diets, but like I had a friend that he wanted to make like pretty drastic changes. So I thought like, you know, and he's a guy that kind of gets down with that stuff. He's like, all right, this is challenging. It's really weird. It's different. It's cool. And there was a lot of good benefits from we're not still doing it, but I had him go on the carnivore diet, which is kind of like one of those weird kind of that you're only yeah. eating meat. You know, it's kind of strange. Well, he lost 50 pounds, of course. Right. right. He and so for him, like it, he's like one of those people where it's, it's kind of like an outlier. Right. So, you know, I've been working with him for, you know, he's a friend. I've been working with him for probably probably six, seven years now. And over that time, he's lost like 100 pounds. Right. So it's really individual to the person and for I think him. And when people great. see that, then they're like, I have to do that. Right. Or, there are people right. listening like, right now yeah. that are like, they're on their phones <laughs> and they're like, what is, the, yeah. what is the, what is the, what is the yeah. carnival diet? I'm going to go get some meat. Right. right. But it's like, right. it is trial and error, I think. And like, yeah. not saying like crash diet is a trial and error. I, I would not advise it ever, but like it's trial and error and it's really simple. Like I tell people at the end of the day, it comes down to eating more whole foods, eating less processed foods. And for some, maybe that looks like elimination. And for some, maybe that looks like adding. And for some, maybe that looks like replacing, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Well, and you know, like your friend, like people who are ready to do the macro thing, mm -hmm. typically when somebody, somebody has really a life transformation, yes. right? Where they yes. go and they lose a hundred plus pounds that person is kind of becoming like obsessed with the, their journey mm -hmm. with the fitness, 100%. with the nutrition, like they're buying into it lock, stock and barrel. Like they're, most people aren't going to accomplish that. Right. The yes, people that, rare. right. The people that go from 300 pounds to 150 pounds and are like ripped bodybuilder, like want to do competition type of thing. Those people get incredible results because they're obsessed with it, because they're basically falling in love with what it is that they're and they doing. And they're being more like 
meticulous. Because I think like, yeah. to me, I think like in terms of if you have severely drastic physique goals or you're ready to really dive in and like make it a lifestyle change, like I'm all about macro tracking, like not just macro tracking. I do believe in the types of food that you're taking into. I'm not one of those like eat whatever if it fits your macros. Mm-hmm. You know, the qual- the type of food matters. But I think macro tracking is huge. And a lot of times people have very, very big goals like that. They want to lose a lot of weight, but they won't macro track or they won't track at all. And it's not to say that's the only way. But like you said, like when you're obsessed and you're like in love with the process, you're willing to do those things. That's Otherwise, you have to know majority, it's a sl- right? Yeah. The majority is that they want to be able to not obsess about it and not feel pressured by it but still make the changes, which you can, but you just have to know it's going to be years. Like it's going to be a process. Right. And, and I think that people that become obsessed kind of like understand that. And they, like your friend is probably like, yeah, I like the challenge of this. I like that. It's weird. I like that. It's different. And I, I'm all about it. Like this is my new life. Most people aren't like, this is my new life. This is who I am now. I would almost say it's almost like personality driven in a way, like Mm -hmm. the way that people kind of like eat and stuff, because it's common to get kind of like the, like, it doesn't take much convincing to get like, you know, a guy that's like a burly, maybe heavier set guy that maybe drives a pickup truck that wears flannel. It's not going to be that hard to convince them. You know, I'm, I don't want to stereotype we too much. We just totally much, stereotype. But, but, you know. I'm like, I'm thinking just, of people from Kansas and like, I don't yeah, like rip they, their arm off are, though to get them to track macros. No, no, no. But, but if you, it's not going to get them, it's not going to be that hard for them to be like, hey man, just eat a steak, just eat like two ribeyes every day. They're like, oh, yeah, all right, yeah. cool, you know. Yeah. But if you have somebody that's maybe the complete opposite of that, it just might not fit kind of like their attitude, their yeah. personality and stuff like that. And that's right. what you have to kind of balance out for him. I noticed, Absolutely. I noticed his personality was kind of, it can get somewhat to an addictive extreme, yeah. extreme in a way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if we do it and you're extreme about it, you'll probably get pretty good results. So let's try. And we can always change course at any point. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, and the point is like, if you're not that person, which is the majority of people, yes, especially the majority of the people that we work out or that we train, right? They are going to need the eliminate, the add, Mm -hmm. the replace approach where we're making these baby step changes and they might have the goal of losing 40 pounds, but realistically the way that they want to live their life, they're going to have to be happy losing 20 pounds or they're going to have to make further changes. Right. So it's being upfront and realistic with yourself too, is I always like the idea of, Hey, in an ideal world, tell me where you want to be. Okay. Now tell me what you're willing to give up to get there. And typically I'm like, okay, based off of what you just told me, which is where you're at now, it's not that it's not going to change, but based off where, you know, where you're at now with your mindset, realistically, you're going to get here. It's not going to be that ideal goal. When we get here, we can revisit it. Maybe you're willing to give up more or add in more or, but we got to meet you where you're at, right? Mm -hmm. Meet you where you're at. Meet you where you're at. So I think that's really kind of what it comes down to. But Jordan, I like that you're like, hey, let's eliminate sugar. Mm -hmm. Probably, I mean, there's studies that show it's more addictive than drugs mm-hmm. you know oh yeah i love sugar narcotics yeah <laughs> oh yeah i love sugar. I love sugar it's like my biggest weakness right <laughs> i mean it's it's more addictive than a lot of narcotics and it's in just about everything 
on our standard meal plan that I give people when they sign up on there, I have like, you can have any condiment, any sauce, any spice, anything that doesn't have sugar or an artificial sweetener in it. That's on, that's written on the meal plan, like big, bold letters. So for somebody that I'm handing that to, that's like a, a life change if they were to actually read the ingredient list mm-hmm. of their food. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But it really, the, and do I expect them to do that? No, but the, it, I want it to be an eye opener of, hey, start thinking about like that coffee, that Starbucks coffee that you have that has a lot of calories in it and a lot of sugar. A pumpkin spice latte is like 500, 600 calories. It's, right. It's remarkable. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's really, that's really where it, I think what it comes down to is you guys have to be honest with where you're at. I think we've all had, had the client who comes in and we're like, okay, I want you to tell me about your day. Tell me how you eat. And they come in and they're like, I don't drink soda. I don't eat fast food. I have a really good diet. I eat lots of vegetables. And we're like, oh yeah, cool. Like, so how long you been doing that for? About three days. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know, so it's those, be honest with your coach, be honest with yourself when they ask you like, Hey, what are you, what is your biggest challenge? What are you struggling with? Log your food for me. Let's take a look at it so that we can start making some changes because people, I think when they write it down too, it's kind of an eye opener. Like we all see flaws. Like if we were to write down everything that we eight, we would see flaws in That's it. That's all it is, is awareness too. It's just awareness. Truly. Mm-hmm. And that, that alone can make people think twice about like, I have my clients literally, even if they eat, like they're always like, I don't want to log when I eat something bad. I'm like, log it because it's going to create a lot of awareness about what it does to your macros or what it does to your energy that day. If you feel crappy tomorrow and you look back on your food list yesterday, then you can quickly eliminate or quickly create some mindset around it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's it for the peeps today. If you guys have uh, Jordan have, nicknames, yeah, Jordan nicknames, <laughs> drop drop them in the the comments for us. Leave us some feedback, and if you guys need help, we're here to help. Go to pulse.fitness slash podcast and uh, put in your info, and we'll reach out to you, and we'll uh, we'll have you do a food diary for us. We'll tell you everything that's wrong with it. That's it. Bye. Bye. You don't yeah. have. Oh, okay. You gotta have Bye. something. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Living Scottsdale podcast. Do you have a question that you'd like for us to answer live on the podcast? If so, all you need to do is head over to the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone and do three simple things. First, leave us a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. In that review, ask anything you want related to health, fitness, or nutrition. And if you want a shout out, leave us your Instagram handle or name. That's all you have to do. Then listen to hear your questions answered live on the next Q&A episode.